Today's episode of Maine Education Matters is brought to you by Playing for Laughs, the improv comedy troupe out of Brunswick, Maine's The Theater Project. Join us on Saturday, January 28th at 7.30 p.m. for the Failed Resolutions Show. It's the end of January. We've all started resolutions. Let's see how we're doing with those. It's the new year, but it's the same me. Saturday, January 28th, 7.30 p.m. General admission is $10 at the door at 14 School Street in Brunswick, Maine. Again, playing for laughs, improv comedy. Come have some good laughs. Come have some good laughs. Have a fun, have a good time. It's fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Maine Education Matters, the podcast that looks at the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, the Maine Department of Education, legislation, statutes, policies, and all that other kinds of great stuff coming out of the state of Maine and education-related. Thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. My name is Matt Drewett Card. I'll be your intrepid and stalwart host through this episode as we branch into what it is that we do and what it is that we do most here, which is looking at what's happening and preparing, helping our educators across the state of Maine get ready for what's coming down the pike in terms of policy and in terms of statute and legislation or potential legislation. It's all just potential at this point. So uh, in previous episodes, we've kind of laid out what the sessions are. We've laid out what's going to be happening throughout this particular session. Well, now we're in it, folks. And we have public hearings that are scheduled. And what we are going to do today is I'm going to dive in a little bit to the public hearings that are coming up on January 31st and February 2nd, 2023. There are six bills total that are being heard uh, those two days. I'm going to dive in a little bit to each of those, well, well five of them, and because one of them is Cultural Affairs Committee. We don't deal with this culture stuff here with just education. We're going to dive into those and see what they say, if any, what, what they say in terms of their bill text. And then at the end, I will do a quick teaser for our next podcast, which will be the, the following uh, public hearings. So let's get into it. January 31st, 2023, there will be three bills that are going to be heard in front of the Public uh, Education and Cultural Affairs Committee. The first is LD number 98. Presented by Representative Brennan out of Portland. This is an act to update the special education laws. And the bill, according to the summary, the bill clarifies that providing equal opportunities for education for children with disabilities means providing equal opportunities for an appropriate education. The bill changes the age of eligibility for special education and for participation in career and technical education courses by adults who are enrolled in special education from under 20 to under 22. The bill also replaces the term pupil evaluation team with individualized education program team and then updates references to deafness and blindness. So there's basically some, just some cleanup of some of this bills, some of the laws in person. So it'll say things like, instead of saying persons who are 20 years of age, it'll just scratch that out and be that person. Uh, there's a bunch of other just cleaning up stuff like it said, instead of pupil evaluation, individualized education program, which is more in line with what happens you know, in education systems. And it, it's just gonna be a lot more uh, cleanup. Uh, it, it says things like, 
changing like hearing impairment, including deafness, is what the statute used to say. The new recommendation is deafness, comma, including hearing loss, deafness and blindness. There's deaf, and they just they just replace some language to kind of clean it up a bit. So that seems to be what this bill is all about: cleaning up special education laws. All right, easy enough. The next one, LD number 142, presented by Representative Riley of Westbrook. This is called an act to fund climate-related service work. This bill, according to the summary, this bill provides ongoing funds to support four, the number like four, main climate core program leadership positions and 50 eligible participants of the main climate core program. So this is creating the main climate core and funding it. There are four leadership positions, grand total of $340,000 uh, each year for two years, and then supporting the 50 eligible participants of this uh, main climate core program for a total of $1.5 million each year over the next two years for a grand total of $1.84 million per year for the 2023-24 year and the 24-25 fiscal year for a grand total of $3.68 million. Um, what this is, this is just, a, of course, working on climate-related service work, and that's pretty much all that I know about it. Yeah, because if I had to actually dive in, that's what the bill says, and, and and requiring me to then you know go in and do additional research, and which really means additional clicks and uh, pressing keys on a keyboard. That's just way too much work. That sounds way too much work, like work, and that's just not that's just not what we're about here on Maine Education Matters. So LD one forty two, an act to fund climate related service work. Also, and finally, on January 31st, LD-143, an act to support rural service programming and promote volunteerism. Again, another one presented by Representative Riley of Westbrook. This one also has a bunch of co-sponsors, like President Jackson of Aroostook, Representatives Carlo of Buxton, Dana of the Passamaquoddy Tribe, Motlock of St. George, Perry of Callis, and Senators Moore of Washington and Stewart of Aroostook. And... This bill provides ongoing funds to provide compensation for 15 program fellows to participate in the main service fellows program at an, a, what they're calling, well, $570,000 for the 23-24 fiscal year and upwards of $593,000 for the 24-25 fiscal year. So, you know, $1.1 million, $1.2 million overall, over two years of the budget. Obviously... For those who've been listening for a little while, you would know that these last two bills, LD 142 and 143, both of which were presented by Representative Morgan of Westbrook, Morgan Riley, excuse me, of Westbrook, um, those are going to go pretty much directly to the appropriations table to figure out where they can uh, fit in. And so, I don't, I don't see why these wouldn't go forward unless for some folks, people like, no, we don't want service or climate. We don't want any kind of service work that promotes either volunteerism or climate-related stuff. We don't want any of that. But given the way that the, um, the, the political layout is and has been or is and has been and will be for the next, for this next session, I don't see this as an issue of not going forward in the committee. Whether or not it goes forward in appropriations, that's an entirely different issue. 
So that's the 31st. Kind of a nice, easy way. This, like, a, kind of leaning into this, easing their way, and, you know, dipping their toe into looking at some, at some bills. You know, a little bit of appropriations. Not, you know, little, little just clean up of some special ed law. Then we're going to go from there. Easy peasy. Well, then they're going to go, that's on a Tuesday, January 31st, move along to February 2nd, 2023. And again, three more bills are being heard. Uh, first of all, LD15, an act to amend the law governing state grant program administered by the Maine Historic Preservation Commission, uh, presented by Representative Dodge out of Belfast. I'm not looking into that one. No, that's that, that cultural affairs stuff that I just, I, no, uh, uh, no. LD number 19, an act to authorize the National Institute of Funeral Service to grant associate degrees, presented by Representative Dudera out of Camden. This bill authorizes the National Institute of Fu Funeral Service to grant the degree of Associate of Applied Science in Funeral Service. I had no idea this was an associate. Uh, makes sense that it would be. Uh, I, you know... I'm I'm mortified that I didn't know that. I'm pausing for the laughter to stop for from all of you from that deep cut of a joke. Anyway, this one is is fantastic. It is an act. It also has an emergency preamble because this is an emergency bill. Uh, so what happens with emergency bills is emergency bills if they are enacted, if they are signed by the governor, or they become law, they become effective either immediately or 90 days after adjournment, um, pretty much immediately. Uh, and so this emergency bill will go right into, right into play once this is signed. Uh, so there you go. And also what's nice about this one, the emergency, it has eight seven sorry seven whereases and i love the whereas uh, whereas funeral education and training environments attract professional diverse and responsible populations to their communities Ooh, that just sounds really good whereas funeral service has historically been a foundation of american society semicolon in the 21st century there is a need for funeral instruction to be reinvented and there's a need in the state to have a learning process that mirrors how people work and live in these dramatically changing times Ooh, that just sounds that just sounds good right I, I but all it does is allows the national institute of funeral service to grant a degree okay if, if it's needed i'm all for it and then so that's our first act that's an emergency which then leads us right into the final bill of February 2nd public hearing, LD-129, a resolve. Our first resolve of the season, hooray, huzzah, and woo-hoo. LD-129, presented by Representative, by, sorry, by Senator Baldacci of Penobscot. This is a resolve to direct the University of Maine system to study the feasibility of establishing a public allopathic medical school in Penobscot County. So, it pretty much says it right there in the title. There is no where at. There are no whereas in this in this in this uh, resolve, which I will say they have been woefully lacking the last few years. 
But this resolve directs the University of Maine system to conduct a study to evaluate the feasibility of establishing a public allopathic medical school in Penobscot County. Awesome. If is it needed? I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure that there's a reason for it. For those of you who don't know what allopathic medicine is, according to the National Cancer Institute, it is a system in which medical doctors and other healthcare professionals treat symptoms and diseases using drugs, radiation, or surgery. It's also called biomedicine, conventional medicine, mainstream medicine, orthodox medicine, and Western medicine. So there you go. That's what it does. A public allopathic medical school in Penobscot County. Okay. We'll see what happens there. That it's, but this is not going to do anything. This is just going to study it and see, you know, is it worth it? You know, there might be a need. And I got to be honest, that's it. That's January 31st and February 2nd. Two days, six bills. And, like I said, dipping their toe in, going in easily to this because, ooh, you know, the, you know this hot tub. It's hot in the hot tub here. For for, you know, for those of you who know that, that, that reference from an old Saturday Night Live bit, I hope you're singing that song to yourself in your best Eddie Murphy impersonation of a James Brown voice as possible. If you don't know that skit, well, you're missing out. So that's it for that week. I'm just going to very quickly uh, let you know that the following week, that, that next week of February, the first full week in February, which is hard to believe that that's right up upon us, that first week in February is going to see two public hearings. And whereas we're dipping our toe in this first week, they're getting in waist deep this next week. They're getting in deep because they're going to be hearing three bills on February 7th. And I'll dive into those next week, uh, read a little bit more about them as summaries. But just to give you an idea of some of the stuff that's coming down, on the 7th, it's a lot to do with community college and college, etc. So, for example, LD-174 enacts to return the name of the main community college system to the main technical college system. To change, uh, just, just an act to change the name. Okay. I mean, call it whatever you want to. It is what it is. Uh, LD-173, an act regarding the responsibility for technology instruction marketing costs by the main community college system. All right. Costs again. And then here's an interesting one, LD-64. This is one that people should probably pay attention to, especially those of you who might have, what's that word? Children? And you might be having wanting those children to potentially, I don't know, go to school, go to post-secondary school in the state of Maine. This is LD-64, presented by uh, Representative Rudnicki of Fairfield. An act to ensure in-state tuition for post-secondary students who are registered to vote in the state. So not only does it encourage young people, young people to register to vote in the state, but also to give them free tuition. Very interesting. Want to find out more about that? We'll definitely be listening to that public hearing. On February 9th, they're going to be looking at six bills. This is where I mean they start getting into waist deep into the hot tub that is the 131st legislative session. So you have LD33, an act to expand access to career technical education opportunities 
for middle school students. LD79, an act to ensure high quality education for students with disabilities by clarifying the definition of state agency client and who provides special education programs and services. An act to amend the laws governing bonding restrictions for SAUs. An act, and then, and then there's, this. these are the three that for myself, as a curriculum leader, as a person who's interested in education, who's just, who really loves this kind of stuff, one of the most fascinating things about Maine that I love is, and I both love and is frustrating, is our local control. And here are some bills that, well, kind of border on it and push it a little bit, but also maybe not. We'll see. Um, LD-156, an act to require outdoor recess time for students from grades 6 to 8. LD-253, an act to add health and physical education requirements to high school diploma standards. I was wondering about this one, and I looked into it a little bit. I'll talk more about it uh, on our next podcast, but... This is increasing the requirements from one year or so, or one credit, et cetera, to two years. Just think about that, folks. That which we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. There's benefits. There's pros and cons to both sides of it. I see both. I see. I see all of it. We'll talk more about that later. And then LD two fifty seven, an act to provide for a later starting time for high schools. Hey, I am on record at here saying I, I I don't know why we don't do that in general, but whether or not it is a responsibility of legislation to manage that in a locally controlled state is a different issue. But these are things that we will get into at a later time. Now, when it comes to January 31st and February 2nd, if you wanted to listen to these um, public hearings or if you wanted to participate in them at all, the best place to do it is to go to the committee page. You find that on the legislature.main.gov. Go find the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, and there will be a speaker there that you can just click on and listen from there. That's it for us today. Appreciate you listening. As always, thank you so very much. We love you, our faithful 17 listeners. Uh, follow us online on Twitter, at MainEdMatters. Follow me on Twitter, at DirectCard. I might use it, I might not. Or on Facebook, at Facebook.com slash main education matters thank you again and talk to you again soon bye bye